GoBirds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It is Go Birds Radio presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app coming to you from the beautiful uh, Parks Casino Sportsbook. Uh, big TVs, championship games on. And yes, college football championship games are great and you can bet on them if you're here and it's a great place to be. But but they pale in comparison to what will be happening down in South Philadelphia tomorrow. Elliott Shore Parks, the most hyped up regular season game that I remember maybe in my lifetime, certainly at this point in the season in my lifetime, could not be a bigger one tomorrow. Buddy. Yeah, this is the moment we've been waiting for. I mean, obviously, playoff games, Super Bowls, they will always hold another level from a regular season game. Look, they're not joint practices, but they are up there <laughs> from in terms of importance. But when we were driving in today to, to do the show, I was thinking about how many times we had taken that drive before and talked about this game. Whether we're like, well, what do you want to talk about today? Well, you know, Eagles-Niners or the, someone on the Niners said this or this rivalry or which game is more important or which part of the schedule is toughest. It's always been centered on this game. From the second they started talking after that championship game, from the second Brock Purdy went out, from the second that game was over, when the Eagles held the NFC championship trophy, this game became the one everybody circled. So, Look, I can't wait to talk about this game. I can't. We very well. We do do X's and O's, but I'm excited to talk about the matchups, where they can hurt the Niners, what are some concerns with the Niners. But these are the games like your fans for. Like these are the games that are super exciting. So I can't wait for tomorrow for kickoff. Yeah, first. it's rare that when the schedule comes out and look, this was a weird schedule, and that there were a bunch of games where like, oh, look at that, KC, this and that. But like this, it's rare that a schedule comes out and you point to a game and you say, all right, the Niners game. Like that's that, it. Yep. that's the game. And then for it to play out this way for where, because we were upset when the season came out. We were like, we want it early in the season. We want mm-hmm. this animosity. We want it right away. Let's have this like right on the heels of this. It couldn't have played out better. It's lived up to everything. It, the yes, NFL both teams are, are the two best teams in the NFL short, by every yeah. every account. Short you know, of the Niners believe. maybe having one fewer loss where, you know, they could, they could time in losses. But especially when you look at what happened to Brock Purdy last year, I think the biggest fear, obviously from an Eagles perspective, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But from an NFL perspective, like that you get to this game and Brock Purdy's not playing or Jalen's not playing or they're missing key players. And there are potentially some key players that might not play for the Eagles. But – this is everything fans hoped it would be. Like, if you bought tickets to this game or if you plan to watch party for this game or you're just excited for it all year, what this is going to be tomorrow is exactly what we all hope for. Two, the two best teams in the NFC competing in a game that I now believe is more important than the Cowboys game next week. I've, I've changed my opinion on that. I think tomorrow, I don't want to say must win, but, man, it's a super important game. If you lose this game tomorrow, you then go to Dallas, which is a tough game. The Niners' schedule is not that difficult the rest of the way. I think they have one tough game after this. And you, you start to play with fire a little bit. Seattle, I know they lost to Dallas, but they've played pretty well. That now has got moved to Monday. It's a primetime game. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I, I look at tomorrow as an absolute close to must-win game. And I, I just, you know, I'll probably say it 15 times today. I cannot wait for this game to start. Yeah, it's such a like, this is why we do the radio show. It's why we do the pod. It's why we get into this field. It's why you're a fan. Like, games like this. Even if it were just a matchup of the NFC Championship game with the quote-unquote two best teams in the NFL squaring off in Week 13, yeah. it would be this massive game. Like, it would be huge in its own right just based on the teams that are playing, the situation they're in, and the last time they played last year. But then you add everything else. You add all the whining, all the crying, all the back and forth. What Haas Reddick said this week, like, there is just as much hype for this game as I ever remember for a regular season game, well, Elliot. And I think, you know, being down at the facility this week, being at practice, talking to the players, being around Nick, I, I think the one thing people are really getting wrong nationally about this game is that the Niners care more about it. I think the Eagles and Niners care equally about this game. If you think about last year, the Eagles accomplished a lot of great things. You know, great record, made the Super Bowl, all that. You could argue their greatest accomplishment is the NFC Championship trophy they now have at the NovaCare. They have been told that that doesn't matter. Basically all offseason. They've been said Brock Purdy from the Niners, they've been told if Brock Purdy played, they would have, uh, the Niners would have won the game. And we can fight it all we want, and we can say this, that, whatever. There is no question that nationally that game was viewed as not, not a great win because of the fact that Brock Purdy didn't play. So I think for the Eagles, a team that has been disrespected all year, sometimes by me, sometimes by local people, sometimes by national people, they're underdogs in this game. For a team that has been underdogs for this game, I believe this is about going out tomorrow and showing people that that win last year was no fluke. The 10-1 record is no fluke. Like, I think it's a very uh, – it's a pride game tomorrow for the Eagles. Yeah, I think the motivation is, is even on both sides. You know I'm a big, like, the team that wants it more type of thing. I don't think records matter in this game. I don't think – To throw that, the record books out Yeah, game? it is. Yeah. I, I think this is a game where both teams – have a chip on their shoulder yeah. for, for a multitude of reasons. The Niners, we all know they've told us all their reasons that a chip on their shoulder, the absurdity of them, whatever. And the Eagles hearing them squawk, hearing the whole thing and the, the points you just made about, about their win last year kind of being demeaned and diminished by this. There's so much on the table for both these teams. Motivation's not going to be a, a, a factor. I think they're both going to be equally motivated going into this. Let's dive into the game itself. Well, one more emotional thing sure. real quick. Uh, so I do think one difference between the two teams, though, is I think if the Eagles win tomorrow, I'm not saying you end the Niners, but I think the Niners walk into that locker room if they lose tomorrow, devastated. Like, we, you know, we thought we only lost because of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy played in this game. Like, we circled this all year. We really wanted to win this game. If the Eagles can hand the Niners a loss tomorrow, and I think they will, I think that's a huge emotional blow to the 49ers. On the Eagles' perspective, the, the risk is a little different. The risk is I think they can handle the loss. I don't think the Eagles, like, question who they are if they lose the game. But it, the schedule does, you know, you have two more tough games and things get a little closer. So going in equally motivated, but I think the Niners have more to lose tomorrow. 215-592-9494. Get in now. We want to talk to as many of our real ones as we can. This is the biggest freaking game of the year. Your thoughts, your confidence, your concerns. Let's get into some of the specifics of the game. We'll go to the phones in a few minutes here. But, Elliot, like, I, you've been exceedingly confident this week yeah. even more I, I look we both think the eagles are going to win we'll say that right off the top we both are picking them to win i think it's outrageous that they are an underdog in this game i think it's a it's a disgrace uh, great good uh nick sirian even said it we like being an underdog i think it'll play to their advantage but you uh, um, honestly more than anyone i've talked to this week have been exceedingly confident yeah. about this game where does that confidence come from so this is going to be repetitive but when you believe in something it's worth repeating I believe football games are won at the offensive line, the defensive line, the head coach, and the quarterback. And the Eagles have, are better on all four of those. Like, I, if you take away the aura of the Niners and the helmet and the rivalry and all that, at a basic level, the Eagles, their offensive line, I think, has the matchup over the Niners' defensive line. I think the Eagles' defensive line has perhaps the biggest mismatch of the entire game. I have not heard enough people point out that the 49ers' offensive line is not just, like, not great. They're bad. They have one good player. Trent Williams is a great player. There's five offensive linemen. The other four are either average, below average. Their right tackle uh, is not good. I think that's a matchup the Eagles can really exploit. So, and James Bradbury said it this week, football is about protecting the quarterback. And we all saw last year the Niners couldn't protect the quarterback. Why? Because their offensive line is not good. And you've made this point. I think it's a great one. Kyle Shanahan's quarterbacks get hurt. Like, I don't know if it's his system, whatever. Like, the way he protects quarterback is not effective. And watching Eagles football, really my whole life, but especially over the last few years, when they win at the offensive line and get pressure on the quarterback, they do not lose. So I, I understand 
in some senses why they're underdogs. But my prediction, I'll just say it now. I think they're going to win this game 30 to 17. Wow! I think this could be a two-score win. Uh, it will be a two-score win for them. I just think they're the better team. They're the more motivated team. I don't think the Niners know what they're walking into tomorrow. I know they experience at the NFC Championship game, but I think it'll be more intense tomorrow because that game lost a lot of its luster early on. So I think from an offensive line perspective, they have the advantage. At quarterback, they definitely have the advantage. And I would take Sirianni over, Jaylen, uh, over Kyle Shanahan in a big game. So I think at the spots that really matter, the Eagles have the advantage. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let me throw some devil's advocate at you and just see your thoughts on, a, on some things we've heard this week, some of the reasons that people think the line is what it is. I think the biggest one for me, if I were looking at a concern, is the the schedule that the Eagles have played the last few weeks? The coming off the Kansas City game on Monday night, short week, and then playing the, you know, yeah. whatever ninety five snaps on defense. Oh, Reed that Blankenship played what a hundred. Uh, most snaps or... a player has played yeah. since twenty twelve. Reed Blankenship played last week. I mean, we had Jordan Davis playing over sixty snaps. Jalen Carter playing over eighty snaps. Like uh, Hassan Reddick had like eighty five yeah. snaps. How much of a concern is that for you? So it's not a big concern for me, and for a couple reasons. One. I think the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league at taking care of their players. We see it in the preseason or training camp whenever year we have this debate. You see it in the fact that they do walkthroughs the majority of practices the second half of the year. Um, I think the Eagles, as a franchise, are very, very good at getting their players healthy. So I would imagine, I mean, it's no secret the Eagles have played a lot of hard snaps over the last few weeks. And I'm sure the health science staff, I'm sure Nick, I'm sure the front office is, has a plan to, to have them feeling good. So that would be my first thought. The other one is... I am no longer picking against the Eagles or having concerns for things that aren't on the field. Like, we've seen this team overcome so many different things over the last years where it's like, you know, short week. They go Sunday to, to Thursday. So, the, oh, maybe that'll be a tough one. I was wrong about that. They won that game. You know, two, two straight AFC opponents. That's going to be a little difficult. Maybe it's a look-ahead game. They won that game. So, yes, I think that schedule-wise, Eagles were definitely cheated by the NFL. Like, this is an unfair schedule that they gave the Eagles. But I don't believe the, the large snaps last week is a reason they'll lose. 215-592-9494. And look, I, I don't either. I agree with you. It's just I do worry about the wear and tear, the continuous of the, no, the I, I, gauntlet I think that they've been a part fair. of. It's fair. I just don't think it, it has. It, it's not moving me off my score. What about the middle of the defense for the Eagles? The linebacker situation, Zach Cunningham is, is officially out for this game. Obviously, you know, N'Kobe Dean's already been out. They are yeah. very light at that spot. The linebacker spot you're going up against. Obviously, George Kittle, McCaffrey can do stuff over the middle of the field. How much of a concern is that? I think that's a concern, for sure. I mean, the Eagles' defense has struggled over the middle of the field this year. If you look at the stats, they're one of the worst defenses in the league at you know protecting the, the middle of the field, and they get beat there quite a bit. Zach Cunningham was easily their best uh, coverage linebacker. You know, Obviously, he's not going to be there. That's a big loss. Christian Ellis will play. He did have a good training camp, but he hasn't been playing for a reason. You know, Obviously, I, I think he's not as good as the top two. And they bring up Ben Van Summeren, who's a good special teams player, but I don't think you put him out there on, on defense. So it's going to come down to Sean Desai. Like, Sean Desai is going to have to get creative. Um, which he has been, man. Which he's been good he at. Is, he has been willing to change up his defenses against different opponents, to do different things depending on the matchup. Yeah, I mean, they, to, to get aggressive. And, I mean, he brought the house on Josh yep. Allen on that play at the end. You know, he's, And he's I think been, that's kind of how you start to do it. Uh, I, so we were debating this on the pod this week. Like, I think the Eagles are a good tackling team. It feels this week, it feels this year, I don't remember many games where they miss tackles. I think the Niners really rely on forcing missed tackles. They're a team that gets a lot of yards after the catch. So I have confidence the Eagles can control that. But the other part of it, the best way to, to defend the middle of the field if you're the Eagles is to what you just said. Like, get to the quarterback. Be aggressive, blitz. We've seen Sean Desai come up with schemes this year that have beaten Tua, Dak, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. So I think you have to win this game with scheme. This isn't going to be like a man, simple, simplistic defensive scheme. I think tomorrow Sean Desai is going to have to be creative on how he handles the middle of the field. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming to the phones in a minute. Get on the line now. Eagles Niners. Where are you at? This is the game of the season. Where are you at for this game? Your confidence, your concerns. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Flipping it to the other side of the ball, Eagles, uh, Elliot. How did the Eagles beat this Niners defense? It, it is a, a talented at all levels. I know they lost you know, their safety. who's was an all-pro player. Yeah. That's a big loss for them. But outside of that, I mean, their D-line is, is close to yeah, as good, right there arguably with the Eagles. as good. Right I mean, they the have the best set of linebackers in the NFL. There's a lot of talent on that defense. How should the Eagles go about attacking this Niners defense? So I'll push back a little bit on saying they have talent on all three levels. I think their secondary is good. I think that's more scheme than it is like having elite players. I feel very confident in A.J. Brown 
and Devontae Smith's ability to win one-on-one against both of their corners. They Chavarius Ward is a good corner. I don't think he's a Sauce Gardner, Jalen Ramsey, like that type of player where you worry about a receiver just being taken out of the game. So I think they can throw on the Niners. Um, and the other thing is, look, the Niners' defensive line is very good. You're right about that. Like, they're deep that for sure. The Eagles' offensive line dominated the Niners' defensive line last year in that game. They ran all over them. They, they kept uh, Jalen Hurts healthy, kept him upright. So I think that the Eagles' offensive line can, can stop this Niners' defensive line. And if Jalen has time in the pocket, I think the back seven of the Niners can be beat. And strictly because of talent. I mean, again, A.J. Brown, Devontae, like they have the guys to move the ball. So I think it starts with protecting Jalen, and I think they have the offensive line to do that. But the other key part of this, and it's – you know, I'm surprised it's taken this long to brought up to bring up turnovers. Like the Eagles, absolutely 100% have to take care of the ball tomorrow. We have talked all season about what the biggest concern is with this team, and we pretty repeatedly say turnovers. Tomorrow is the first real example of how big of a concern this is. If the Eagles take care of the ball, they will win the game 30 to 17. If they don't turn the ball over tomorrow, they'll win the game comfortably. The concern is the Niners are a team that thrive off of turnovers. They are a team that has to have turnovers to win. They don't move the ball up and down the field well unless they're getting short fields and extra attempts. So if you can control the ball tomorrow, if you can win the turnover battle, that's probably the biggest key on offense. Take care of the ball. You're going to punt against this defense sometimes. They are a good defense. But if you don't turn it over and you get eight, nine possessions, they'll be in the 30s. Yeah, it's a great point. And Eagles special teams have been really good this year. You know, they've been Bra- outstanding. Brayton Mann's kind of an okay punter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's under our noses all of a sudden. We've talked about Covey. He's been great. And the coverage has been great. They've done a yeah. good job. That is something that they should lean on in this type of game. This could be a game where you do need to make some field position decisions and stuff like that. And, look, I- I'm with you. I think this is an A.J. Brown game. It- mm-hmm. it just uh, He's been quiet the last yep. two weeks. You know, he is he – is, arguably going to be the best player on the field when he's out there, him or Bosa, or, you know, outside of Jalen yeah. Hurts. Um, so I think it feels like this is a week where A.J. takes advantage of a matchup that, that he can he can thrive with. I agree. I, I 100% agree. It'll also be interesting to see if Goddard plays. He's listed as doubtful. Um, obviously not an encouraging designation. Uh, but last week, I believe one player in the NFL that was listed as doubtful did play. I think that the listing of doubtful is very interesting by the Eagles. It feels like strategic to me. Like why not just put him out? Why not I mean, just put him out? Yeah. Or why not put questionable? Right. Like you could get you could go with either one. He practiced on on uh, on Friday. So look, if Goddard plays, that would be I think a big emotional boost big for them. Time. Um, we haven't talked about Ertz yet. Maybe we'll. Yeah, I was going to get on. there. I was uh, going to get there. But yeah, if they get, if they have Goddard tomorrow, I think he's one of those. Like I don't know much. It helps the game itself because he hasn't played in a while. You know. I don't know how much of a receiving threat he can be with a big kind of cast on his forearm. But I think the emotional boost of having him back would be big for this. 215-592-9494. It's the biggest game of the season. It's the game we have been waiting like eight months for. You know, basically yeah, since, since the second since the, the clock hit zero. Yeah, since those Niners players started squawking. Yep. We have been waiting for this game and waiting to talk to you about it. Get on the line now. 215-592-9494. Again, we want to talk to as many of our real ones as we can today. It is a big show. It is a big game. Yeah, this is a real one check-in. This is a like, real one check-in. This is like a real one check-in. Yes. Yes. We need you today. Yeah. 215-592-9494. And I'm not surprised our, our real one who starts it always ready. ready to roll. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Go to Abington. Talk to our guy, Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, Tom? How you doing, man? You pumped? Oh, you ready? man. I'm like a kid in a candy store, fellas. <laughs> I cannot wait for this thing. I wish we were kicking off in about an hour, but we're I, not. Tommy, you so. know what's funny is I feel like that is the single thing that I've heard people say to me the most this week is like, just get me to Sunday. Yeah. Get me. Yep. I need this game to start. Like Kyle Quinn, every time I saw him this week, he'd just be like, I need it to be Sunday. I'm like, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, I think the with crowd's going to be insane tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when one team belly aches for a year, right? Totally. <laughs> so, totally. So the Eagles have shown me two things this year. Um, they've shown me, and, and they're the two things that I definitely know about this squad. One is they win. They just yep. win, right, flat out. And two is whenever somebody questions them or puts a limitation on them, they either answer that question or exceed that limitation that has been placed upon them. It's a great point. It, so, it really is. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think like they're, them being labeled underdogs this week is the worst thing that could have happened to the Niners. Totally. It removed any question of the Eagles, and I don't think they would have anyway, but it removes any potential of the Eagles, like, not being as fired up as the Niners. 
Now, all this being said, I, I will say this. The Eagles have shown us who they are this year. Like, what we've seen is what we're going to get. So everybody mm-hmm. just needs to strap in and get ready for the end of this season. Um, tomorrow, I see them going down early, being behind in every metric of the game, fighting, scratching, clawing their way back, and I see Jake Elliott kicking a, a walk-off field goal, so 29-27. So I actually do don't I, I don't think they'll fall behind tomorrow. I think there's a better chance they take a lead. And well, I think again, Which would be huge because well, that's to Tom's point, I mean, four straight weeks of falling behind yeah. and being outgained, like I'm not saying they can't keep winning that way because you know, they keep winning right. that way. But it is definitely it makes it harder to keep winning that way when you keep getting out. Well, games. and also the Niners are front runners. Sure. Like they are. Like when the Niners well, the Kyle Shannon's that we talked about all week. Yeah. The Owen thirty eight went down eight points in the fourth quarter or more is like it's it is it is an astounding. Yeah, it's fact. it's my favorite stat in sports yeah. right now. But no, I, look, I think if if the Eagles can get a lead tomorrow, then I think you could really see them start to pile it on. What you what you have to do tomorrow is make sure the Niners know early on they don't have hope because they're coming well, in I, very emotionally worked up and nervous about this game. And if you can get them early, I think they could really fold. Well, with this team, as I pointed out at the beginning of the call, I keep hearing like what they can't do and what their issues are. So the newest thing is the way they're winning is not sustainable. Well, guys, it's not sustainable until it's sustainable. I mean, what what is everybody going to say if this team just continues the way they've been and gets it done and wins the Super Bowl the same way they have been? I mean, Tom, I think that people will have to say – that it's one of the most impressive runs an NFL team yeah. has ever had in the history of the NFL. If they could take this schedule, run through, especially because the most likely way it plays out, and obviously we know underdogs can win and stuff like that, but the way it looks like it's going to play out, if they're the one seed, is that Dallas will be coming here, then the Niners will be coming here. And if they go through this schedule, then Dallas, the Niners, and the Chiefs, or the Ravens, whoever the hell you want in the Super Bowl, I mean, Tom, that would be legitimately, in my lifetime at least, the most impressive gauntlet I've ever seen a team go through to, to capture. And them. what a difference yes, from sir. last year, too. Yeah, the polar. Right. And, and everyone complained about last year, but right. this year, you know, it's like we can't win with this. It's funny because, I, as I see it, this gauntlet that they were going through, it turns out the Eagles actually are the gauntlet for the other yeah. teams. Nice. And the, you said that and this week. Best, it was a great line. The best line that I've heard all week is somebody called in and said, we got the Red Cowboys coming in Sunday. Have a fantastic <laughs> weekend, fellas. You too, Tommy. Great call, as always. Well, I like that. I mean, it is. This is. is. We've talked about this all season. You, you, to your point at the beginning of the show where you're like, how many times have we talked about this game? Right. This is the first time in my life, in my life, mm. that there has ever been a team consistently compared to the Cowboys in terms of hate. Like, People right now in this moment, there are people, Eagles fans, who hate a team as much as they hate the Cowboys, and that is unprecedented. Well, we had this debate, you know, a discussion a few weeks ago talking about Niners, Cowboys, and which one's bigger. I I think ultimately, if if you polled fans, they would rather win this game. I think so, too. I think so. And it's crazy, but it's a wild thing to say. The Cowboys' hate at this point is, it's a rivalry, but like... The Niners' hate is is born out of the Niners being disrespectful, well, and then we hate these. That's what I'm saying, right? People. You hate like these I hate specific Debo players. And I hate, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. God, I hate Debo. What a loser! All right, two one five. He's a great gadget player. Love it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Get on the line now. Again, we want to talk to as many of our real ones as we can. This is the biggest game of the season, the biggest show of the season. It is a all time regular season showdown between what many people believe the two best teams in the NFL with all kinds of animosity to Elliott's point earlier. This is why we're sports fans. This is why we do this for days like tomorrow. Get on the line now. Let's talk about it. It's Elliott Shore Parks. It's James Seltzer. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. Hoops, hockey, MMA, and, of course, pro and college football are all in play. Download the Bet Parks app and you're in the zone. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on all your favorite sports and for all and for playing all your favorite casino games for real money. Bet the birds and bet on your favorite players, individual performances, touchdowns and more. Bet Philly hoops and bet on player performances for points, assists and more. Every weekend, check out the Bet Parks double the spread promo on one select pro football game. The Bet Parks app is the only sportsbook book betting app that i use and that i recommend it's safe secure and it's easy to use play with a live dealer on your phone and enjoy blackjack roulette and more 
New users, download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website at betparks.com for details. You love to play. You love to win. You bet. Bet Parks. Hey, Flyers fans. It's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, coming from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Big time football games on, but not as big. Is the game that's happening down in South Philadelphia tomorrow? I am can't so wait. fired. I can't freaking wait for this game. I want to beat the Niners so freaking bad. I hate them. I'm excited to see you post game when they win. Oh, buddy, You're I'm going to be, be a fired up. One. Yeah, I'm going to be bringing it. Uh, here's a question. Yes. A little off topic, but if they, if or when they win tomorrow, are they underdogs in Dallas? It's a great question. Uh, probably because of the the scheduling thing, where it's like, oh well, they can't, you yeah, know, win really that, win that, and then they got to go on the road. What Dallas has won fourteen straight home games. I did not realize yeah. that. And so, it feels like eleven of them are against the Eagles. Can't wait to break that streak. So that'll be well. Great. You'll be there. I'll be there. Hence, yeah. hence and why again, the streak will be broken. Dallas. Sucks. If you're going to the game, if you live in Dallas, you're an Eagles fan. We will be there. The Go Birds Pod will be there with fans of Philly. So want to hang out with as many people as possible. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is next week. This week it. It is all about the Niners, a massive game. We want to talk to as many of you as we can. Get on the line, 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and actually go out to California, enemy territory. Uh-oh. Talk to our buddy Ryan, a.k.a. Swoop for a decade. Our guy. How you doing, Ryan? What's up, guys? You know, half the people in this area don't even like the Niners. Oh, oh, no. oh I can't hear you, Ryan. Ryan, we can't hear you. you gotta, uh, you're too far from the phone or something. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. There sorry, we sorry. go. That we got to hear bad. that beautiful voice, Ryan. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, it's not the morning voice like it was the other day. Yeah, you, had, you had some <laughs> real Barry White thing going on the other day. Uh, I literally woke up and called in. Hey, so I said half the people don't even, don't even like the Niners here because they're Raiders fans. So, you ah, know, I like it's, that. It's, yep. uh, but, but, you know, did anyone say this What would be the ultimate score for the game tomorrow? What? 31 to 7. Thirty-one to seven, the same exact score. Ah, that would game. be pretty. Good. That would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. So yes, much different if they had Brock Purdy. Yes. So if it's thirty-one-seven again, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh my gosh, give me thirty-one to seven. Give me thirty-one. I just seven. the thing about that game too that I think people forget is the Eagles were dominating at the Before line of scrimmage. Purdy yeah, got like her. I know. And Purdy got hurt, and look, there's no question that impacted the game. But the Eagles were not going to lose that game regardless. Well, I'm rooting for 31 to seven. Go Birds! You, you, James, you saw the picture. I'm wearing my uh, Eagles hoodie right now as I'm Love walking it. Rocky with his Eagles uh, bandana well, on. I'm and curious. Strong work. I'm curious as a former when mascot. We, like we obviously work with former yeah. players here. There's game where Ike, you know, Ike wants his neck roll. Richie seems pretty content not playing. But yeah. where players miss playing as a former mascot, like with how big the game tomorrow is. Like, oh, great question. Do you miss it? Do like you, you want to? Yeah, like when you're watching the game, do you, you want to put I your helmet out back there on? The, yeah, in my swoop gear. Oh. Swooping I'd it up. Suit up in a heartbeat. <laughs> I still got the moves. I still got the moves. Oh, but I believe it. Here's the thing: when we win, we will. You know, the, the the other iron you'll be. We'll go in with the Dallas Cowboys being two and a half point underdogs. Love it. Calling mm. it right now. Go Love birds. It. Go birds, baby. I mean, if they win thirty-one to seven, I think Dallas. Will I agree. Be yeah. yeah. If, they, if, if they, they win, if they put a hurt. On, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, you were, you're closer to that. I mean, you're breaking a thirteen-point win. I, yeah. I think they will win tomorrow. I think it'll be a hard-fought game, similar to the games we've seen. Oh, all season. I was going to say last few weeks, but really every right. single game they well, played this season, practically. Because I think on offense, and you know, we had this debate all offseason. I will gladly put my hand up, say I probably got this one wrong. Like. Gant, like they they did replace Gannon like adequately. So if you go into this game tomorrow, I think the Niners win with scheme. Like I just, I'm not impressed with the Niners' skill position players as, as as much as everyone else is. I think the only way they move the ball is when Kyle Shanahan outschemes the opposing coordinator. And I think Desai has earned the confidence of people that he's not going to get just completely outmatched in this game and completely outcoached. So I think if Desai coaches how he has against other big time offenses, that the Niners are going to struggle to move the ball. 
go to Westchester and talk to our guy Drew. What up, Drew? What up, lads? It is Niners week. <laughs> I am ready to go. I'm going to get the real word, lads. Yeah, yeah well done. Get, there you go. That's a real one. Right yeah, I'm on it. I'm going to get real focused in a second. But, Elliot, I got uh, one thing for you. So I know when you do your Friday, um, you know, spots on the morning show, this will not be applicable next week because, you know, I'm going to be on an airplane to Dallas to hang out with you guys. But one of these weeks when Joe asks if the Hammer is going to win and beat the Hammer, you just got to slide in. Is Drew from Westchester playing? Oh, yes. Yes. Be like, well, I need some information first. Yeah. Are you facing Drew Drew playing? That's a good point. Yes. And look, as impressed as I am with Joe, it makes what you do even more impressive, Joe. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it, Elliot. You're, uh, you're, you're too kind, and I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> super pumped to uh, hang out with you guys next yes, weekend. But me too, in, terms of, in terms of tomorrow, um, and I have a question for you at the end, Elliot, if I could. But I will say my confidence level is a uh, 7.5 out of 10. I feel like I have a tendency to, you know, overthink um, a lot of things that can be a flaw of mine. But, like, when I just break it down, I feel like the Eagles have the far superior offensive line and I think they have more and I think we have more depth on the defensive line and I know Mm -hmm. he's not playing tomorrow but to me this is a Howie Roseman game this is why you pay Hassan Reddick this is why you use first round picks on Jalen Carter second round picks on Landon Dickerson Cam Jurgens. we built the team for a game like tomorrow to be able to out physical to outplay an opponent and I have uh, you know supreme confidence that we're going to do it yeah, I think tomorrow could be like a signature Jalen Carter game. Like as he starts to build his legacy here and becomes and looks like he's going to be a great player for a long time, a good way to kind of kickstart that your rookie year is to have a game where we all remember you dominating the 49ers and you know getting to Brock Purdy because the interior of their offensive line is not good. I think Jalen Carter could have a really big game. Well, and and look, he's probably I mean he's the he's the betting favorite for it, but. Everyone in America. There, if you've looked at the other two, they only have three, oh, four o'clock games, tomorrow, yeah. and they're, the other two are trash games. Everyone in America will be watching this game. If Jalen Carter balls out, just hand him the rookie it's of the done. year yeah, immediately. I love, I love JC having a big game. I always go back to it. I know he's on the other side now, but there was a time against the Niners in 2021 where Javon Hargrave just took over the game against that Niners interior mm-hmm. line. I think it's a lot of the same guys. I see no reason why he can't, why Carter can't do it tomorrow. Uh, 25-19 Eagles. And, Elliot, my question for you is uh, Nolan Smith, from what you, you know, just being around the team, are they – happy with his development and kind of, you know, he just hasn't gotten on the field a lot because they don't want to take, you know, Reddick and Sweat and BG off. Because I feel like the Niners struggle with some speed rushers where, you know, if Nolan gets a chance, he can make a play tomorrow. Drew, Love you boys. I'll see you next call. week. Love you my too, man. buddy. And, and along with that, too, because one of my first thoughts when they got rid of Barnett, and I know they need to open up space for Quez and this and that, but was like, oh, maybe that means a little more Nolan yeah. Smith. Maybe that's part of the reason they were happy to get rid of Derek Barnett. Great question. Where are you at with Nolan Smith? What have you well, seen? What have you heard? I think Nolan Smith is definitely seeing the benefit of being the second first round yes, pick. Right? Yes. Right. Especially of, when the first is Jalen Carter. It's exactly. like, oh, I can kind of chill, huh? We can just no pressure on Nolan whatsoever. Uh, one of the only first round picks in a long time Seriously, that you, you never hear yeah, about. Yeah, right. So, But um, in terms of his development, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. He's, he's not really playing. So I, I think that they feel like he has a ways to go. I thought he had outstanding training camp, but clearly. The injury at the end hurt The him. injury at the end hurt him. I don't think he's great against the run, which I think impacts uh, his ability to get on the field. But to Drew's point, like the Niners uh, right tackle, uh, Colton McKivitz, he really does struggle against speed rushers. So this could be a Nolan Smith game. But it seems like another well, part. And also Reddick and Sweat both can, can get well, around the edge too, I, I think another part of this might be, like, if Gannon was the coordinator, I wonder if Nolan Smith would play more. It seems like Desai is very into playing uh, Sweat and Reddick, like, 80% of the snaps. And I don't, I don't oh, know I if that's it. the right decision or not. Like, I've you know, been kind of well, brought here's, up here's with what rotating I will, defensive line. I but. get that, but I will say with these two guys, and this is anecdotal, it's just based on what we see, but it does seem we've called both of them the closer points this season. It does right. seem like they are guys who do get stronger as the game goes on. So maybe they are guys who who, who uh, thrive yeah, in that more sort of usage. You know? Absolutely. And I, look, it's working. I just There's always a little part of me that – you know, how the Eagles do things has really shaped how I view how you do things in football, and they've always rotated their defensive linemen. So it, it is different that they're not doing Let's it. Let's go from Drew and Westchester to his best pal, yes. Justin in Richmond. What up, Just? What's going on, boys? How are you guys doing today? It was today? nice to have you here at Parks last week. That was a thrill. Thank you for coming, buddy. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, 
glad Congrats I could, on, uh, uh, glad on, I could on be on JMU making week, a bowl though. game. I'm thrilled for you, buddy. <laughs> thank you, my thank you, man. That'll I be a great. I saw you tweeting out that tomorrow. list of the 10 million things that needed to happen. So that was <laughs> exciting stuff. Only it happened for the Sixers in the season tournament. You know? <laughs> well, well, Elliot, I'll leave, I'll leave that one to you, and I'll stick to college football. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, well, about the about the game tomorrow, I um, I actually think it could be a big Sydney Brown game. Um, I think that he is going to see a lot of the field on defense, especially um, with some of the, the crossing patterns and the speed that, that the Niners like to run. And I'm just I'm just wondering what you guys think about that. Yeah. If, uh, we could see a lot of Sydney, especially with uh, lack of linebacker depth. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. You know, I'd wonder if maybe they move Bradbury around a little bit, see if they can get him matched up on Kittle. But Sidney Brown, I'll give him credit for a guy that, you know, is a rookie this year, second round pick. Um, Third. You know, third, sorry, first pick of the third round. I'm going to mess it up his entire career. <laughs> um, a third round pick that has been asked to do a lot of things he was not drafted to do initially. He was in like, the slot at yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do think physically. And on special teams, he's, he's yes. flashed too. I think, Justin, your point is a good one, though. Like physically, he's a very interesting candidate for lining up against McCaffrey in the slot. I'd worry, like, McCaffrey's a great route runner and Sydney's inexperienced in that, so that would be a concern. But physically, Sydney can stick with him. And then Kittle, get, he gives up size to him, but I think he's good enough in coverage. So, yeah, maybe Sidney Brown is the one that tomorrow is like the, the piece to side moves around. Yeah, because I think even if he's not covering guys one-on-one, I think even if he's just a little bit of a ro- roaming safety, I think that that yeah. will help them a lot tomorrow. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous about the game tomorrow. I just think that there's been a lot like leading up into this game in terms of just really physical games, really tough games. Um, so I think it's a little bit lower scoring, but I, I do think we we uh, take it. I'll, I'll go Birds 23-20. Justin, mm. great call. And and I'm, I'm more closer to that type of score. I'll give a score at the end, but I'm, I'm in that range. Question along those lines, talking about Sidney Brown. Uh, the last couple weeks, Kevin Byard has looked great. Yeah, he's you know, way really, better after the know, bye. After the, the Kansas City game, after the bye, I'm sure that helped to be able to, to integrate him into the defense more and all that. Move his stuff yeah, here, like little to, things like, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but with Bayard and the Kittle thing, because that does look like going into the game, if you're just looking for like the biggest straight-up mismatch on the, the Niners offense versus the yeah. Eagles defense right now with Cunningham out, you look at that Kittle spot, you look at what he's done over the middle, the type of dangerous weapon he is. But Bayard really stuck Kelsey at a yep. great game against the Bills, was involved like kind of all over the field. Is there a chance we see Bayard on, on Kittle as well yeah, in that type of I think situation? So. I mean, for the point you just said, he did awesome on Kelsey. And I know they're different players. Kelsey's a better player, right? So I think course, as a route yeah. runner, you know, he's tougher to, to match up in the passing game. But, yeah, Bayard could absolutely be an option on Kittle. Uh, and, yeah. Byard's been awesome the last few weeks. He's been like, great. The he last definitely two struggled weeks. early on, but that huge interception against uh, and look, he in Kansas did, against City, Kansas yeah. City, and look, and that was it. That was a vet play. That was you know, yeah, waiting to show his move until he baited, him into, he baited it, yep. him into it. And I think with Byard, that's why people were freaking out those first couple games. I'm like, just got here. Like, yeah, give the dude it takes a chance. Time. Yeah, exactly. And the Eagles, the Eagles like to play their guys early. So yeah, he played 100 percent of the snaps. This yeah, game. if they were to sign a Shaq Leonard or Zach Ertz, whoever, like I think they're not a team that waits around on guys and. I think there's a positive because you get out there, you get used to playing. But the negative is you don't always make the best first impression. And, <laughs> and Byard, I think if Byard's first game was against the Chiefs, people would probably feel a little differently about that trade. But, you know, I was debating this week, uh, like, who has a better secondary, the Niners or the Eagles? And the Niners have the better stats in the secondary, like, without question. But, man, I think— And if Afango were there, we'd probably see Yeah, but he's, not, but, but he's not. But he's not. He's not. Without him— I don't know. Like, I think I would take the Eagles' talent in the secondary. I would. Like, I think the secondary on their end. Well, Slay's is, the best corner in the game. Yeah, Ward's pretty good. Ward's good too, yeah, but I think they're close. E- equally yeah. level. And then yep. I would take Bradbury over. Absolutely, so hundred yeah. percent. And then I think their safeties again. And Reed's been solid. Reed's you know? been very good. Byard's very good. So yeah. Roby, Roby's played well whenever Roby's he's been, been out good. there. Yeah. No. I, look, and again, you've mentioned his name multiple times, but I think it bears repeating. You know. Sean Desai has had to take a bunch of moving pieces this yeah. season and move guys in and out, lose Avante Maddox early, and and find ways to mix and match and, and make things happen, and he's done a great job. One concern I do have for tomorrow, I'm actually more concerned about this player than I am Kittle or McCaffrey. I think Brandon Ayuk could be a problem. I think he's a stud. I, yeah. I think I, he's so. I think he's the most underrated player on that team. Everyone always talks agreed. about Debo. I, like, Ayuk scares me a lot more. I almost might take Ayuk over Debo. I would, too. Yeah. I think. I mean, he's a better wide receiver. I don't know if he's a better all-around player he's right now. He's a better now, wide receiver, But yeah. I think Ayuk's a better wide receiver. So, my concern with him is... Another guy taken after Jalen Rager. In that <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, oh, you never never let him forget. No, nope, I never uh, 
the other, I think the concern is like Bradbury does struggle with guys down the field. Yeah, and, no, and I think and they're going to try to get that quick. matchup. Yeah. yeah. So that and Purdy and him like have connected on a lot of deep passes. So that would be my concern. I'm more concerned about that than I am the Niners methodically moving down the field and Debo making guys miss. I think if the Niners score, it'll be big, big plays to that, to Ayuk down the field. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We want to take as many calls as we can this show. We're going to continue to run calls the next segment plus. Elliot just said a name that we have not talked about at all this show. Brock Purdy. Shall we? Elliot's thoughts on Brock Purdy. That's coming up next. Again, get on the line now. 215-592-9494. The biggest game of the season is tomorrow. Talk about it with us here. It's Elliot. It's James in the beautiful sports book at Park Casino. Don't go anywhere. Let's go, Birds Radio. Brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app from the beautiful sports book at Park Casino. Watch some college football championship games as uh, pale in comparison to what we'll see tomorrow you know this is a very random point but i'm gonna make it i love when you so make you it guys a had a thank you yeah there's sometimes my best ones you said something on friday on air that i thought like was hurtful but was true oh well, i have no idea where this is going I yeah wait. temple football is irrelevant, it's irrelevant. and it's it, it does hammer home like it makes me sad i love temple i love going there i want to see them do great please send me a free jacket right but like <laughs> but but I mean, when you're here and you're watching all these big college football games, it would be awesome if Temple yeah. got back to where they we were. We had one. That, we had the one. Day. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was Is so it crazy great. we were both there and didn't know yes, each other? Yes, it's wild. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like that was. It was awesome. It yeah. felt so cool to actually feel like my college football team yeah. mattered for, yep. for a day. Tailgating a Temple game. Yeah, yeah. and they almost won. Yeah. The they didn't, but they almost did. <laughs> well, that's how sad it is. We've got, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, it's we the biggest, my won. biggest Temple memory. <laughs> it's the game we almost won. Yeah, one day. I believe in that. 215 94 94 coming up in a minute we're gonna get elliot's thoughts on brock purdy coming into the season elliot very critical of purdy uh has come around a bit on yeah. purdy i believe we'll get elliot's thoughts on purdy especially going into this game i do think one interesting part of this game we've talked a lot about the eagles d-line purdy not a quarterback who moves you know we've had a couple weeks mahomes allen killed this team with the legs i have a good stat on this. brock purdy okay good so that's coming up in a minute we'll get to it first let's go back to the phones again 215-592-9494 we want to talk to as many Real ones as possible. Let's go back to the line and talk to my guy Anthony in South Philly. How you been, pal? James, how are you, buddy? Oh, what a pleasure, man. It's been too long. Anthony, you should just know the excitement in James' voice during the commercial when he saw you were on the board was, was <laughs> I miss you, man. Yeah, yeah, how much excitement I have when I have to talk to James. He's a, he's a true gentleman, and so are he you, is. Well, Thank you. I'm I appreciate wish you guys and your families happy holidays if I don't speak to you before then. So. You Thanks, too. you too. So that's it is the best time of the year. That's it. Uh, I want to give you guys some stats, uh, James, and some game strategy, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I'm watching watching NFL Live uh, the other day, and uh, this has me concerned because of how desperate it makes San Francisco. If they lose this game Sunday, they have a 1% chance of being the number one seed. Conversely, the Eagles have a 57% chance if they lose it. So that concerns me because of that, because desperation is a big thing in this. No, it is. And, and I think that, that that is a jarring stat for sure, and yeah. it makes sense logically. I will say, though, I think this is a unique game in that I don't think the one seed is the primary motivation for these teams. I think it, there is so much extra motivation on this matchup from last January and all the talking and all that that I don't think that's as big a factor as it normally would. But I'll also say, Anthony, just super quick, like I get your point that the desperation is on the Niners' side, right. but on the flip side of that, the Eagles have a, a chance to essentially lock up the one seed that's tomorrow. That's true, too. So, so they have that motivation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Elliot. I agree with you. Now, I want to talk about some game strategy here because I think this is vitally important. I think Swift's got to touch the ball between 25 and 30 times tomorrow, mm. between uh, uh, pass and run. And the reason for that is two reasons. So San Francisco can't pin your ears back and pressure hurts all day. Keeps yeah. your offense two-dimensional. It also rests your defense after playing a tough overtime game last week over 92 snaps. That's a good point. Yeah, that is a great point about resting the defense. I also think last year in the championship game, obviously they were up big, so and, and the Niners were unable to score, so they ran it a ton. But they did, they did win in the running game at the line of scrimmage. So yes. the Niners have been good against the run this year. They haven't really got beat up too many times there. But the Eagles, at their best, can run on anybody. And I think it's a great point, Anthony, that if you can go out, let your defense get some extra reps so they're playing 50 snaps instead of 85 or 70 tomorrow, it would be big. Well, and Anthony, I would say Jalen, too. We've seen him run more since the bye. Since then he got a little bit of rest, I think, you know, Jalen and Swift tomorrow could be big. 
Yeah, I think that's a big plus. Uh, one last thing. Uh, we can't do what we did last week, give away possessions to this team. I mean, you remember our first possession? You got chased out of pocket three times, threw the ball away, and kicked it, away, kicked yep. it back to them. We cannot do that tomorrow, guys. We just can't. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and Elliot said it. Elliot said turnovers, and that's a form of turnover, giving away a yeah, possession, is, is his ultimate key to the game. Uh, yeah, the I mean, Niners I mean, are front runners. Uh, they are, so, like, question. you have to get a lead. Let me ask you one last question, and I appreciate you guys giving me this time. Uh, this scheduling that they did to our team is outrageous. We're playing we play Buffalo in a short week. Now we're playing two teams with 10-day rests. I mean, this is a disgrace what they did to us. Yeah. Yeah, Elliot's been saying it all off season, and and great call, man. Really good to talk to you, my friend. Same here, buddy. Keep you them coming, care. all right. Happy holidays if we don't talk to you. Yeah, uh, look, you you, I, that's one of those where I I was like, man, Culpa, I was wrong. Yeah, because you said it in the off season. You said, look at the way they're starting on the road, the short week of the first week. Then they've got this gauntlet in there, which is the hardest stretch that any team has had in a decade or whatever. All those numbers were like. They're the, the the they were in the Super Bowl last year and and you felt like they were disrespected. Yeah, I and mean, it really does feel that way. This schedule was engineered and built to keep parity in the league. Like they they built this schedule so the Eagles would not go ten and one. So the Eagles would not be. And look, they're they're not running away with the one seed because unfortunately the Niners and Cowboys keep winning. But the schedule was built so that this would not happen. And I think that makes what the Eagles are doing even more impressive. Like the schedule, short week to start this gauntlet of games. To still win at this level, I, I did not think they would do it. And so it's it's incredibly impressive to me. 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in a minute. Elliot, Brock Purdy. Yes. You're very critical of him early on in his career. Come around more. I think we've all kind of said, all right, you know, he's not he's not bad. I think that's sure. Where are you at on Purdy, both just Purdy, the quarterback, but also Purdy coming into the link tomorrow for, I mean, outside of the NFC Championship game and the playoff games he played in last year, easily the biggest spot that he's ever been yeah i think you could argue this is bigger than him bigger for him than the cowboys playoff game you know it's a debate but so i think it would be hypocritical of me to sit here and talk about brock purdy and say well he has a lot of talent around him because a i don't believe in the niners talent but also you know same thing that people do exactly yeah Yeah. so i I think jalen hurts is better than brock purdy i would much rather have jalen hurts than brock purdy but i cannot get on board with the purdy as a result of what's around him he's a result of the scheme he's a result of the players because the same reason I don't believe it about Jalen. Like, Jalen has great players. Jalen has great coaches. Teams are always as good as their quarterback. Point blank. Like, the, the car can be beautiful. If the engine isn't great, it doesn't matter. And Purdy and Hurts are the engines of their teams. They're the quarterback. They touch the ball the most. So I think Purdy deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. It's the second year. Uh, you know, his win-loss record, which is something we promote with Jalen, is very good. So, yeah, I, I you know, is he a top-10 quarterback? Probably. Probably I don't, right I don't think he's top-5 or 6, but... I think Purdy has definitely, you know, proved a lot of people, including me, that uh, last year was no fluke. Yeah, and look, you have to you have to acknowledge that, you know, having Kyle Shanahan as your head coach helps him, especially a young kid, and putting him mm-hmm. in advantageous positions to be successful and all that. But, yeah, give the kid credit. And I think it's another example of something that we've talked about a ton with Jalen over the years and something that I've harped on forever. And you know it's my big thing with quarterbacks. Like, what goes on above the shoulders is more important than what goes on below the shoulders. Yeah. And Brock Purdy is a perfect example. Like, this kid is clearly super smart. And super great at reading a defense. Like, he can see things and diagnose it very quickly and make correct, smart decisions to get the ball where it needs to go. Like, that's incredibly important for a quarterback. And that's why he's having success early. So I think the biggest difference between the two is I agree. When when things are running on script, Brock Purdy is, is really good. He's accurate with the football. He makes the right reads. He knows what he's looking at. The difference is when things break down, which happens a lot in the NFL, Jalen's considerably better. So this Without year, a doubt. This year, Jalen has ran for 49 first downs. Do you want yeah, I mean, to guess how many Purdy's ran yeah, for? Like one, two? Yeah, 12. Yeah. Okay. So, like, when, when, when the play breaks down and Purdy has to create and he can't lean on Shanahan's offense, that's the difference. Like, I'm not diminishing what he does because of that, but you need a quarterback that can create on their own. Jalen can do that better than Purdy. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to our guy, Chris Christopher. So, I'm ready to punch somebody in the face. How about y'all? Wow, <laughs> really? Let's go. Dude, I, I got to tell you, like, I know that fighting is bad and that it's unacceptable in polite society. And that's yes. why I can't watch this game in public. Like, I need to take precautions. <laughs> because, dude, like, when I tell you the level of hatred that I have for the 49ers exceeds, exceeds the Cowboys at this point. Like, I hate mm. the Niners collectively and individually. I think the way that they handled that loss last year was so incredibly disrespectful and beyond the pale. And it reached the level where where it can't go unchecked. And so I would imagine that a lot of the Eagles players feel similarly. And so this is one of those games where 
it's not just about winning. It's about standing up for things like honor and it's integrity yeah. and, de- and decorum. And you just can't speak that way about this team and think that everything is going to be okay. Like Debo and Samuel I'm, called James Bradbury trash. Like how? And, and then, and then exactly. And then he had an opportunity to walk it back and he didn't like that. That is like. That's not okay. I mean, they are they are NFL players together. I mean, you always hear about guys talk about a brotherhood. You know, if you're an NFL player, you can sports hate and all that. Like, you don't call it all-pro all trash. Like, it's just – Well, Bradbury it just handled feels, it. It feels far, far beyond what should be accepted. Yeah, and look, I do think you've seen the difference in how the Eagles handle things yeah. versus the Niners. 100%. Like, this week, I was there. Bradbury was peppered with questions about, you know, basically, let's so be well. real, like trying to get him to, to talk trash yeah. back, right? Like, are you hurt by this? What do you think of this? How would you respond to this? And he just kind of smiled the whole time and was like, hey, man, I'm just excited for the game. So they're not giving the Niners any bulletin board material, that's for sure. I've been, I've been really impressed with how the Eagles have handled it this week. But you can tell, like, I, I know, like, like Nick's little chuckle, Bradbury with the totally. smirk. They're fully aware of what is going to happen in this game and, and, and how us as fans feel about it. Because oh, it's yeah. personal. And, and that's the other thing. Like, it was completely unprovoked. There was no need for them to go in on us to the degree that they did. To the point where, like, you have a kicker talking? Like, first off, bro, like, you're a kicker. You should yep. be mean and not hurt. <laughs> oh, it drove me like, crazy. You should not be talking. And so I, I think that this is going to be, like, a personal statement game from everybody. Like, this is about manhood. And we can't let the Niners get out of here. And, and I don't even want it to be close. I don't even want it to be close. It needs to be a convincing, just, just, Get on the plane and get the F out of here because you're not welcome. Um, so to, to, to that point, I'm going 41-24. FTW, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Chris, outstanding call. This is about manhood. That was good. Yeah. Yes. It reminded it me of me. It reminded me of the Malcolm Jenkins quote before the championship game. It doesn't have to be close. I love it. I love it. Great call, Chris. 215-592-9494. Get on the line now. We have another hour to go. We want to talk to as many fans as we can about the biggest game of the season you could hear from that call there is animosity there is hate there is hurt there is so much involved in this matchup and uh we want to talk about it with you 215-592-9494 it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio from the beautiful sports book at parks casino and hoops hockey mma and of course pro and college football they're all in play if you download the bet park sportsbook app you are in the zone. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app as you cover for betting on all your favorite teams and for playing all your favorite casino games for real money. You can bet the birds, bet on your favorite players, individual performances, touchdowns, and so much more. Plus, bet Philly hoops, bet player performances there as well, points, rebounds, assists, and so much more. Every weekend, check out the Bet Parks double the spread promo on one select pro football game that is a great deal the bet parks app is the only sports betting app that we here at go birds recommend and use it's safe it's secure it's easy to use plus you can play with a live dealer on your phone and enjoy games like blackjack roulette and many more new users here's a great deal for you download the bet parks app right now and you get up to a thousand dollars yes a thousand dollars in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours new users only casino bonus must be wagered Terms and conditions apply. See the website at BetParks.com for details. You love to play. You play to win. You bet. BetParks.